I think we're starting it like this, guys. My personal favorite part about this entire album is the Alex Jones clip. Yeah, it's great. Fucking four ears with me, Armin, and that's Chase. What's up? This is fucking music. Uh, I grew up with a cigarette in my mouth. I drink nothing but whiskey. That's why my voice sounds like gravel. <laughs> What's up, folks? Uh, welcome back to Four Ears. That's a new. Uh, that's a new intro sound experiment right there. I should just sing over every song that we use as our as like. The, I think it would get past YouTube then, and we wouldn't have to worry about cutting it out for the YouTube version. Woof. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out soon. Yeah, none of that's going to be usable. We'll find out. Uh, hopefully. Uh, today, Chase and I are going to be talking about Sturgill Simpson's sound and theory. Yeah, man. Super excited about this one. I've, I feel like I've been telling you that we need to do an episode on it for literally like since before months. it came out <laughs> like ever since that first single was released yeah ever since the first single i was like <laughs> we got one yeah yeah it's uh do, do you kind of wish that the album was just 40 minutes of that song just like that drum line and bass line and the sort of guitarist whistling around on it i'm uh i'll be straight up with you uh sing along i did i didn't really like it a whole lot i was forcing myself to like it because i was like well, this album cover is sick. You're like, well, it is Sturgill. And so. I I have Sturgill tattooed right above my uh, pubis bone. Very important. So I, I have to like it, but this is not my favorite. So, no. <laughs> if this whole album was just sing-along over and over and over, I'd probably still play it. What if it, was this, what if it was this, that first track, Ronin? Oh, that's Just sick. like fucking... Yeah, I have a 24-hour loop of just that. It's almost, uh, you know how people use uh, um, chill lo-fi hip-hop to yeah, work yeah. to? That's what I use Hell to yeah. work to. It's just Ronin on a 24-minute, 24-minute, 24-hour. I also only work 24 minutes a day. <laughs> <laughs> we should roll that book out. Tim Ferriss 2.0, the 24-minute work week. Hell yeah. It's very important. You won't get shit done. You know You're not going to make any fucking money, but it's legit. What? <sighs> yeah, I feel like you could put out that book and just based on how the influencers are now you don't even have to have any success to go along with it's like i'm super successful and i have a book and it's the 24 (laughs) minute work week the 24 minute work day that's week week even better 24 minute work week uh you work four minutes six days a week and you take one full day of rest yeah why wouldn't you that's legit it's a good strategy coming soon by Chase you Long. know, def- you know what was definitely not done in 24 minutes. This fucking album. No, no, it wasn't. 
Uh, I really liked this album. Yeah. Shocker that we're talking about an album that we liked, but I like this album. This is a good album. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we might, we might be in trouble because generally we can only talk at length about stuff we freaking hate. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not going to say it. I, 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 this hasn't made its way onto my normal rotation, which by the way, did you do your Spotify? So I did not because I'm not on Spotify, but oh, I am right. interested in hearing what your Spotify breakdown so, is. Uh, yeah, we can let's let's get into that because I only listened to this album twice, so it didn't make it into my my Spotify. So, like. so while you're while you're pulling that up, you only listened to it twice. You want to take a stab at how many oh, times shit. I listened to it according to Apple Music? Um, at least ten times. Two hundred and twenty-four times. What this album? Two hundred. Shit. Hold on, I'll pull up the. I have How is that possible? Easy How did dark. you do that? Uh, I just put it on and I leave it on. Honestly, I, I I think did I delete my my Spotify thing? That's really crazy. Um, but yeah, two hundred and twenty four times, and Sturgill was not my most listened to artist actually. So 224 times that amounted to 22 hours worth of Sturgill and a lot of Sturgill beat only by tool at 54 hours. And you didn't start listening to tool until they got onto streaming services. That was in like August. So I've listened to 54 hours of tool since August. That's amazing. That's only like 10 songs though. So I'm a, <laughs> I think that makes me a full blown intolerable retard. Yes, I think it does. You've, you've graduated. I've graduated. So according to Spotify in 2019, I listened to 3,666 different songs. 666. Oh, that is pretty That's right. Metal. That's very metal. Let's see. Uh, let's see who the number one was. Uh, reveal my top songs and artists. Oh, Ooh. it's like playing songs and stuff. Oh, this is a good song. That's a good song. That slaps. In the summer. (laughs) Listen to a lot of Judas Priest, specifically that one song. Tool is my number one artist. I'm not surprised. Absolutely not surprised by that. I spent 22 hours listening to him. Not even half of what you spent listening to him. 22 hours? Yeah. Well, you've heard it all before. I had a lot of discovery in there. Yeah, I went Tool, Arcade Fire, Kanye West, The Beatles, and Run the Jewels. That's a fucking strong top five. I'm really pumped about that. Yeah, my top five. Tool, Sturgill, Kanye West, Claypool, Lennon, Delirium, and Future. Nice. I can't believe Future still makes the list. I didn't feel like I listened to Future at all this year. Yeah, like I didn't think I listened to... uh I didn't think I listened to Arcade Fire that much this year, but maybe the first yeah, half of the of year. A lot of sad boy hours. Yeah, maybe the first half of the year I had a lot of sad boy hours. Apparently, I also listened to a lot of Latin music and country rock. And my favorite songs... Ooh, hold up. This could be embarrassing. This could be embarrassing. It's Drake. mostly... It's actually... It's mostly uh, Tool and uh, Kanye. Nice. It's pretty much all Tool and Kanye, actually. There has to be an overlap out there um, of people... Just like us, that love Tool and also love Kanye. I think there's probably going to be a lot of them. But Kanye has no idea that Tool exists. And I'm pretty sure, well, Tool definitely knows that Kanye exists, but they probably fucking dislike him. Yeah. Apparently, by the way, they have a whole like breakdown I, ever since I joined Spotify in 2015. Uh, I listened to 20,000 minutes of music this year, but... The only the last time I listened to twenty thousand minutes of music was in twenty sixteen. 
Wow. Wow was right. I'm surprised. Maybe I just had some off music years. That's crazy. Oh. <laughs> All Day by by Kanye is apparently the music that defined my 2015. That's a good song. Yeah. And Drake defined my 2016. Hold on. This is really curious. Sad boy music. St. Pablo. <laughs> oh, man. I listen to a lot of... I listen to a lot of fucking Drake and Kanye. Kanye is my artist of the decade for all the 2010s. Yeah, I wonder what mine would say. It'd have to be Kanye. He's I, consistently... Yeah. I would imagine I would imagine it's got to be your Kanye, right? Yeah. Because you, you listen to him so much. But it's entirely possible it's Tool, just given that one year <laughs> blew out the algorithm for a whole decade. Um, so yeah, I only listened to this album twice. I listened to this album twice. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it both times. Both times were very separate engagements. Yeah. The first time I listened to it, I was working out. I was like, this is a 40 minute album. I'm going to put it on. I'm going to get into the garage and I'm going to fucking bang some weights just mm-hmm. to see what happens. And it was great. It was really good for that. The second time I listened to it, I was like kind of just doing random stuff around the house. And, uh, I've come to the conclusion that this album, I don't know what it is. I think it might be my my thing that's doing that. That's popping. So we're going to just move this real quick. And still doing it. I love it. There we go. I've come to the conclusion that this is a really good album to do yoga to. <laughs> <laughs> now, I haven't done yoga to this album. Sound and fury. <laughs> now, hear me out. I haven't done yoga to this album, but... I think it would make a perfect yoga playlist Why start to finish because explain thyself there. There's only one song on there. That's really like fast. Uh, and if I, if I think it was best Clockmaker on Mars, that's like a really quick one. Like has like a faster tempo. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Mercury and retrograde as well. That, that one's kind of about like, his, it feels like that's about, living on the road, being on the tour bus and dealing mm-hmm. with music industry people. But generally it's like a little bit more of that, like crunchy rock. So it's not super fast. So you're not getting super hyped, but it's like driving country rock. And it's, it, it's got like, especially that first song, it's got that kind of like, like continuous sort of rhythm to it. So you can get into a really cool little flow. Hmm. I think it's, I think it's perfect for yoga. And my, I mean, you might be onto something. I'm never going to try it. It's great for cleaning the house. <laughs> it's great for uh, doing work, like on on the computer. Uh, and it's great for uh, uh, annoying your neighbors with, which is what I've really, really just come to hold in with uh, the Sonos system at the house, just cranking it and blaring a good look at at as loud as I can. Um. Yeah, I could see that because it's super. I don't. I don't really feel that it's like country rock. I do feel like there's definitely rock there, but it feels more um, like psychedelic, almost like prog. Um, That's a cool way of describing it. Sure, um, psychedelic. It, it feels very much like uh, he watched Pink Floyd's "The Wall," was really really high, and then made his version of Pink Floyd's "The Wall." Okay, while also being heavily influenced by Japanese culture. I had, I didn't see the movie. Did you see the movie? Yeah. Was it good? Uh, I mean, it's it's anime. There's like nothing going on. It's like 
there's just a basically the album plays why there's different anime scenes going on that's pretty cool and like super sick like super <laughs> like that that artwork's really really badass and there's like anime titties going on sick but also like anime titties that are all men so it's a little like perplexing that's japan yeah it's japan everybody has titties yeah just comes um, with the territory it just comes with the territory uh yeah so I, yeah you got it you have to watch the you have to watch the netflix special i feel like that definitely um that definitely amplifies the experience of the album you know, I, I'm I'm actually I like that you mentioned that it's like a psychedelic thing because that I I would not have thought to use that word, but it is a very good way of describing it. It is very psychedelic. Yeah, the yeah, album is is real fucking stoned. It definitely is. Um, <laughs> which it's just strange because I I you know I'm completely sober and I enjoy it, so I can only imagine that if you're not sober, that that anime will first give you nightmares and second fuck you up if you're paranoid that's right <laughs> and in third the album would be pretty delicious um <laughs> that's that's how i feel there's probably um there's probably something tied to the the psychedelic feeling and um kind of like the genesis of the album did i tell you about the like where the the idea i think came from for the album uh watching the wall super high no no um here i got i gotta pull it up because i don't want to like misquote it so all right, cover well, for me for a second. While while you're pulling it up, let's let's go ahead and jump into. Uh, we listened to a little bit to Ronin. That was the opening track. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to do you want to uh, jump into sing along? Let's see what the first single was like, or do you want to just completely skip it? Uh, yeah, why not? Let's let's go ahead and do sing along. All right, so this was the first single they they released from Sound and Fury. So I really, I love that slide guitar that he's got going on in this song. Um, and it, it feels like this crunchy, it just feels like the songs are all pretty short. There's like one or two that are kind of longer. There's one song, uh, Make Art and Art Friends, that's almost six minutes long. And then Fastest Horse in Town, the final track on the album is like seven minutes long. But basically everything else is is between two and four minutes. It's like very, very quick songs. Uh, yeah, it, nothing, does, it does move really quick. Yeah, which no, is Nothing overstays its welcome. Yeah, I would um I would argue that the only the only one that kind of feels like it overstays its welcome is is the last song. But I mean it's 7 minutes. It's um, a long song. Yeah, so back to the the genesis of this album. Talk and, to me. And I can't find it exactly, so I might be misquoting it, but whatever. You have the internet, look it up on your own. Um Sturgill. Let's just believe Chase 100% accurate right now. So Sturgill was on um on Rogan talking about um which is where I, where I found Sturgill in the first place. That's he came on and talked about Sailor, uh, Sailor's Guide to Earth, which we've talked about before. Yes, we uh, have. But he was on Rogan before the release of this album, 
because you know you gotta promote your shit and he was saying that he came up with the idea of doing this album while he was in the hospital i believe either either for an i think it might have been like a nose surgery he had something going on with like oh yeah a blocked passageway or something yeah he got super sick right before the grammys or something like that and he couldn't fly home yeah that's what it was right so he was all like doped up in the hospital like he couldn't go anywhere and he like watched some shit and like just basically came to this conclusion that he wanted to make like this rock album yeah uh of like crazy you know uh dance country rock beats just dirty scuzzy sounding sound yeah um basically as like a middle finger to like the country uh the nashville country industry because he's like I guess done with their shit because they want to like put him inside of a box, right? They're like, Hey, you're like rebel country. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I rebel. It's what I do. And they're like, you need to look like this and do this and be like this. And you know, so we have a champion for our country music because he's probably the most like revolutionary thing that's come through for the genre. And he's just like, I don't don't know, man. I don't want to fucking do that. Little Nas X, little Nas X. Uh, (laughs) God damn it. He's like, yeah, I just don't, I don't want to do that. And, uh, I feel like he's just like a super, super duper, like, um, artist centric artist. Actually, I make art. I remember that podcast. There's a few things I remember that podcast that I really enjoyed. One was, uh, they had Justin Lassick on there who was the founder of seventies big, which was one of the first like strength websites that I ever listened to and, and read. Uh, Lassick was in the special ops and he lost his legs. Oh shit. Yeah, so yeah. this was, this was post the album coming out. Oh, is that when it was? Yeah. yeah. So it was Justin. I remember that podcast. I remember That's right. Cause that they story. played at the Troubadour, the Troubadour. Yeah, the Troubadour. Yeah. Um, and then another thing I remember from that, uh, podcast is him telling a story about how he would like lock the guitarist into the studio and like put more and more joints in his mouth and tell him to just keep re-recording solos yeah to the point where they would forget what they just recorded and like they'd have to try and figure out how to play it live (laughs) afterwards which is fucking great uh that's very 70s psychedelic drug rock i love it uh and then the third thing that i remember from it which is something that's been kicking around in my head for a minute is this idea that he considers himself less of a songwriter and more of a poet yeah he and writes poetry. He writes and poetry. <laughs> he comes up like they together with him and the band put together the music and he's like that fits this this that fits this poem. That's pretty fucking dope, dude. And that sounds very much like how uh, Maynard comes up with shit. That's how I imagine Maynard does it too. He just has like a book of a poetry. Book of poems and he's like I've been waiting to tell, <laughs> tell you guys about this one about me getting old and wearing socks with my sandals. Oh, I've been waiting to include the phrase cookies and cream into a tool song. <laughs> <laughs> cookies and cream i dream uh yeah so i i really loved that idea of him classifying himself more as a poet than as a, a musician or a songwriter which is fucking dope because he's a great musician and a great songwriter but you know if his sort of context of going into an album is you know he's a poet uh i think it just lends a lot more sort of like heart to what it is he's creating yeah it's definitely definitely very personal um the whole album feels like a a vendetta against whoever has wronged him in the music industry which is cool i can definitely get behind someone with a grudge and pettinism let's use that actually uh do you want to move on to make art not friends yeah because i feel like that's That's exactly what that song is about (laughs) 
So this is Make Art Not Friends off of Sound and Fury. so dope yeah um yeah that is the closest thing to an auditorial experience you'll have that is like a roller coaster i yeah, feel like, like that was made in 2019 straight up 90 second psychedelic Just, weird like techno intro yeah it feels like the part where you're like climbing up on a roller coaster and you like you know the drop's coming but it's you didn't know that it was going to be like a 98 degree drop where you don't even see the track in front of you. You go backwards. <laughs> you go backwards. Um, God, the it's guy like, with whoever, cool. whoever's the synth button in the studio <laughs> fucking killed it with that one. Synth button guy really murdered it. Good job. Synth, but synth button guy. Yeah. That one is uh God dang it. They killed that. Do we got lyrics? Should we, should we pull some lyrics up on that song? We can. Yeah, let's hear let's it. I'll, it. I'll play another like 30 seconds of that song and see once he starts talking, we'll see what the lyrics mean. so dope it's like it's like this 50s it's like a 50s like bebop 
it's like, except did a lot of acid and we crunched the There's fuck some, out of that guitar. Definitely a lot of distortion going on there. A lot of voice distortion. That's right. Although on this one, uh, the his, his vocals are a lot more clear than the rest of the album. Yeah. And, I, and I've definitely... Um, I, I don't have any problem with it, but a lot of like complaints I've seen online are like, you can't hear what he's saying, and it's all like garbled. They could have done a better job mixing it, but I feel like it, that was very much intentional. Just oh to yeah, be, like that, like amplify the experience of how loud the 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 band is. Yeah, I don't I don't think it was a mistake that he's he's nearly unintelligible in a lot of the songs. No, they're definitely like he definitely knows how to mix an album, and the people that he works with definitely do because we've seen. A Sailor's Guide to Earth. And like, I don't think you forget how to make that. I think you just (laughs) give it like you don't give a shit. Um, So yeah, the the whole first like stanza is like stanza, whatever you want to call it. No, I'd like that word. That's good. Stanza. (laughs) Stanza. Uh, Whole first verse is basically like a poem about how he's over Nashville shit. (laughs) Town's getting crowded. Uh, The truth's been shrouded. I think it's time to change up the sound. Yeah. Hell yeah. Very much so. Uh, yeah. And then the whole uh, make art not friends part. I think it, I think it also speaks to um, uh, a lot of the beef that he had with touring. I'm not 100% sure what was going on there, but I believe that he was basically held to responsibilities to be on tour longer than he wanted to be on tour. Hmm. And from what I understand about Sturgill listening to him in, in uh, interviews and seeing write-ups and whatnot with him, is that uh, homeboy does not like being away from his uh, his family, mainly his kid, and uh, the comforts of home. I don't he blame just him. Does not like being on a bus. Does not like waking up in a different city. And I, for one, as I've gotten, I'm not old, but I've gotten older. I identify with that. Heavy. <laughs> God, I love being at home, dog. Yeah, he says, uh, uh, never again, rather be alone, think I'm just going to stay home and make art, not friends. And then the very next thing he says is, I love saying no to all the yes men. <laughs> just to see the looks on their face. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. It's a good move. Love how everybody knows what's right, but nobody knows what's, what What does it say? Love how everybody, everybody knows, knows what's, what's best, best but, but nobody, nobody knows, knows their place. place. God dang. Yeah. Savagery right there. Yeah, man. He's the best. Go, Sturge, <laughs> go. Tell him. Fucking light them up, Sturgill. Talk your talk. Talk your talk, man. Uh, yeah, make art, not friends. I will say that um, watching the anime that is on Netflix, this is the most disappointing song for oh, really? the anime. How many? Is it too few titties or too many titties <laughs> on men? Um, so the whole thing has like a very distinct look. Like um, just like samurai. Um, I'm trying to f- name some anime that would be like similar to. Is it to giant it. robots? feels like. Uh, oh, they're giant robots? There's some giant robots. Okay, fuck but not, yeah. But they're not like robots in your tra- traditional sense. Like, think okay. of like parade floats that are also robots. That's pretty dope. Um, but it has like, they. it all looks very similar, like action and gore and like swords and samurai-esque looking shit. And then when this song comes on, it goes to like this weird, like it almost looks real life type of animation. And it's just someone on a skateboard in a hazmat suit skateboarding through an, like, an apocalyptic like town. That sounds pretty cool. It's cool, but like I wanted the fucking like crescendo of like the samurai fight to happen when that laser fucking laser that synth fucking hits. You know it's a laser. 
<laughs> you can hear it. You can hear the laserness. You can hear in that the sense. laserness. In that that sense is just screaming. It's a big, I'm a laser. It's a big buzzsaw laser. You should probably reset your thing. Oh shit! It's about to go. There it is. Boom. Chase is filming this for those of you who are listening. That's not true. All right. I really like that song. That's definitely one of my favorite songs on the album. Just yeah, because it's, it's like it's 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 a good vibe. It's good times. It was my. I mean, it's still one of my favorite songs from the album, um, but it was my favorite song. But I feel like as I've grown more with the album, I think all said and done is uh, my... That's where I was going to go next. Oh, shit. Nice. You're already on the path all right. with two listens. Here's all said what and done. What you understand in two listens, it takes me 224. That sounds right. <laughs> That's less than 10% of the listens. <laughs> all right. Here's all said and done off of Sound of Fury. super solid yeah again it's like it's it one of the things i I like about all the songs on this album they all kind of like weirdly meld together like the transitions between them isn't oh the song's over it's like the song just kind of stops at a certain point and it sounds like the radio is changing and it starts another song yeah i really like that uh because it gives like a very strange concept to the album like are you changing radio stations and every radio station is sturgill simpson (laughs) in like this post-apocalyptic world or what uh but each of the songs it it kind of like pretends like it's this very simple poppy structure to it it like pretends like it's just going to be this very regular normal song that you've heard the structure of like a thousand times before Mm -hmm. and then he kind of like surprises you in there a little bit like we saw that with make art not friends it like starts off with like this kind of like synthy dance thing going on and then it turns into like this crunched up beboppy like 50s like soda pop song yeah 
And this song has that same sort of like, it has this weird like piano lick to it. And it kind of feels like it could be like a slow dance in a way. But again, it's like crunched up and acided out. It's, yeah. It's legit. I, I really fucking like the, the angle he took on this thing. Yeah. I feel like this is the uh, the slow dance that you're not dancing with anyone. It's the brooding in the side, like <laughs> over over in the corner of the dance hall. You're yeah. Like, I could dance, but she doesn't even notice me. This is like, okay. So in like true detective, this, uh, uh, a very toned down mandolin and or acoustic version of this song would be a song playing in the background in like the bar while they're having one too many whiskeys and smoking one too many cigarettes. After while they just after they just found a whole bunch of dead yeah, bodies. Yeah, after they just either found or caused a whole bunch of dead bodies. All the skulls are held together with uh dental floss. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Through the nose holes. They literally just saw that scene before was that now they're in the bar getting, yeah. getting wasted while this song plays. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I that's the vibe. I can paint it. It's a good vibe in my head. Um He's a fucking poet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, shit, I forget what I was going to say, man. Sorry. It's all good. It's all good. Um, but yeah, again, with the with the poetry here. You know, climb all the way to the top just to get kicked down the stairs. I feel like that's, that's speaking directly to getting nominated for album of the year and then getting kicked in the face <laughs> and not winning. <laughs> He has another line early on in there, uh, take all you can get, but keep your fingers off mine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel it. I can feel the anger with the music industry in here yeah. or like, you know, whatever managers or fucking. Yeah. I feel, I feel like that one's a, a definite, like take all you can get out of the Sturgill Simpson name. I gave you, uh, whatever high top mountain. I gave you turtles all the way down. You got uh, a sailor's guide to earth cool run with that say it's rebel country whatever the fuck you want to say it is but i'm not like your uh i'm not your fucking genre bitch i'm not gonna do the album that you want me to do which is like jumping the shark of sailor's guide to earth which makes sense because then the 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 netflix thing like the japanese anime thing Mm-hmm. is absolutely in line with the whole like rebel against everybody's expectations because like who the fuck would have thought that Sturgill Simpson would have anything to do with like Japanese animated titties you know what I mean yeah I feel like people that <laughs> I feel like people that knew him were totally on board they're with that. just like oh boy <laughs> yeah this is on brand this is, this is on brand as fuck this guy is high <laughs> as a kite this guy loves anime titties <laughs> uh, yeah yeah you, you know part of the reason why the album took so long to come out because he had this concept and had it all basically ready to be done like within the year after a sailor's guide to earth came out. Oh shit. And then it took like an additional year and a half because they kept going back and forth with, um, doing this anime film with it. And the only way they were going to do the anime film is if it came out at the same time. And as if he got all five of these like really badass directors, like people that have worked on like Akira, people that have worked with name other big anime things that I don't know. Um, that, that was the only way that he like wanted to do it. He wanted to work with like the best and like make sure it was really fucking weird. What's he like you think in the, in the like animation, like storyboarding process? He's like, all right, hold on a second. Um, <laughs> So then a nuke goes off, and then the samurai takes Dude. his mask off, and it's a chick with big titties. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he had anything to say or do in it. I think it was a, a whole bunch of like people being like, 
yeah, we don't have any contacts for that. We're we like handle country artists. And he's like, <laughs> he's, he's like, all right, I'll um I'll reach out to him tomorrow. And then like three <laughs> weeks later, he's like, fuck, <coughs> yeah, um. I'll do it tomorrow. And then like, it was just perpetual <laughs> like that. Him forgetting. You just imagine him getting shown sort of like the early scenes, like the early cuts. And he's like, yeah, I fucking, it looks so good. But, um, can you add titties? <laughs> can you add titties to this funeral? This funeral needs more titties to it. Oh man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good job, Sturgill. There's, there is a proud of you. There is a another reason why you should watch the the anime other than other than the titties, and that's because I believe it's in a good look. The song "A Good Look," mm-hmm. he says, um, "I got a bunch of severed heads in my bug out bag," or a couple. He has. A, I have a couple severed heads in my bug out bag, and then in the anime when he says that line, in the back of the samurai's car. <laughs> Is a bag with two severed heads. Hell yes. (laughs) Like impaled on swords. Nice. Just great, great payoff moment. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I I like Sturgill. The world needs more people like him. Unapologetically. Unapologetic. Seizure. (laughs) Unapologetically himself. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely uh, just does not care about being famous or being popular you know he um he didn't even start his music career until like he was 35 really yeah like homie so i've got just, time yeah you do <laughs> he like straight up was like uh um well he's a veteran um so he served some time over there which his first two albums he talks at length about and even in a sailor's guide to earth he kind of mentions like yeah don't join join the army or don't join the military because it's it's fucked shit sucks he, son he's like why would you want to go like fight some other there dudes no more? anime titties out there <laughs> he's like you're gonna find this hard to believe but no anime titties <laughs> uh but uh so yeah like the dude just has some life before him and i think that's what like gives him this perspective to be like well you know i'm doing i started this because i i wanted to do it i felt like i had something to express that was either going to like, I was either going to die or express it. And now I'm expressing it and I'll be damned if I let anybody else decide what that ends up looking like. Oh yeah. And, uh, I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot of that going on anymore. So I super respect it. And, uh, I, uh, try to support him in every way I can. I bought the vinyl. I've streamed him 244 <laughs> times. That's at least $10. That's in stream- crazy. Streaming money. You're going to go see him live and I'm going to see him live. It's going to be sick in January. Is it? I think is it's it March. I think it's March. Is it March? I don't know. I feel like it's the same month as Tool Part 2. That's January. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We're seeing Tool in January? Yeah, yeah. The 21st. Fuck yeah. It's not the same night, is it? No, it's definitely not. Okay, good. That'd be... Well, <laughs> how could it be the same night? It's the same venue. Oh, is that the same venue? I didn't know that. That's legit. My brain would explode, Dude, man. Seriously, uh, yeah. That's it's. I, I will say uh, he is a fucking gift in terms of the songs that he's put out there. Because uh, hello, uh, uh, the Polywog song from mm-hmm. Sailor's Guide to Earth still makes Katie cry a hundred percent of the time she hears it. Likewise, yeah, same. I didn't want to say it, but yeah, totally. 100%. I've heard it a hundred times. Tears, tears me up hundred percent of the time, motherfucker goddamn poet and your music uh 
No, it's it's he's legit. I really like Sturgill. Uh, I should be listening to more of his stuff. I think I might do a deep dive into some of his older shit because I haven't listened to anything that he has uh, he's done other than you know probably half or mo- most of Sailor's Guide to Earth and and this album. I will say though, I heard um, from our joint hair cut person, cut person, hairstylist. Uh, he has a cover of The Promise on. Yeah, meta modern sounds and country it's supposed music supposed to be super super popular. Uh, apparently, I I never knew that he had this cover, but uh, maybe we can just we can just end this with that cover playing. How's that sound? Let's go out on it. All right, Chase, what's what's social media, buddy? You can find me at Chase five hundred four on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, if you listen to this album and you liked it and you want to talk about it, I uh, I can talk at length about it forever. So shoot me a message. Uh, let me know if you liked it. If you hate it whatever chase loves sturgill almost as much as he loves kanye almost almost he's just like a long-haired sloth looking version of kanye i love it which is going to be our next our next album by the way that we're going to talk about is going to be jesus hallelujah King. hallelujah so, closed on sunday that's going to be really interesting uh and you can find me at arm and hammer tv thanks so much everybody for watching and listening and we're going to catch you next time here's the promise by sturgill simpson You friend don't look too strange. You know in the end I'll always be there. But when you're in doubt. When you're in danger Take a look all around And I'll be there I'm sorry but I'm just thinking of the right words to say I know they don't sound If you wait around, I'll make you fall for me. I promise. I promise.